Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 11. Joe Moravsky, The Weatherman. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, The Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. And we're back. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Ian Dory, a.k.a. The Wolf Pup. And today, we're going to be talking with Joe Morosky, The Weatherman. Joe is one of the most consistent guys on American Ninja. Actually, he's the most consistent guy. He's gone the furthest, the most frequently, and he's been to stage three three times now. He's an unbelievable athlete. Most people think that he's the guy who's going to do it next. He's one of the all-time greats. He's got a beautiful girl. He's got an actual job as a weatherman, and we look forward to hearing from him. But before we do, let's talk about the news just for a second. And we did have a question from Jack Kolbach off the website. Jack asks, did you guys get paid any money for Team Ninja Warrior? The answer is yes. We weren't just going for the title. You know, for the qualifying rounds, they gave us $2,500 per team member if we made it past that initial group of four. And then you got $5,000 for winning. So Brian Arnold's team took home $7,500 each, except for Jake Murray, who had to split part of what he had with the alternate Travis Winand. So pretty interesting stuff. Yes, no, we were racing for a little bit of money. Obviously, the title is even more important. In other news, in northern Colorado, May 14th in Fort Collins at Miramont Gym, the Wolfpack will be hosting a youth competition. It's pretty exciting, so come out for that. And also, we will be at Earth Day, April 23rd. We'll have a booth in Fort Collins. So for all the locals, come out and say hi. And finally, we're knee-deep in the phone call season. So look for that 818 number to see if you got your spot on the show. It's pretty exciting times. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to see a whole bunch of new competitors out there and some of the old fan favorites. So it's going to be a great year. Also, our web store is now up and open on our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. Go there and get a Wolfpack training manual or a Wolfpack Ninja Cub training manual for all the kid ninjas out there if they want to learn how to become just like the Wolfpack. We also have t-shirts and we've got all kind of merchandise and cool stuff that you can check out. On the website, you'll find really cool polls about who's the first American Ninja Warrior, other polls and interactive items, and we answer all comments. So go ahead, leave questions for us, and we'll get back to you right away and maybe give you a shout out on the podcast. 
Now let's get back to Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe's really, he's a really cool guy. It was interesting interviewing him. He had a lot of interesting points, especially thinking about Jeff and Isaac. I consider him a close friend. He's one of the guys I like to hang out with when I'm at the show, so. Joe's pretty great. He's a fierce competitor, and I think one of the best things about him is he's always trying to learn more. I think he likes to pick our brains as climbers a lot to improve upon his upper body skills and his climbing skills in general. Yeah, you can tell that he is really thinking, scheming, strategizing, and he's a good competitor. I mean, he's the most consistent guy. One thing that I appreciate about Joe is that he's kind of, he's just shameless. He'll just go for things. And if he looks goofy or whatever, he just does it to be better as a person. So, Brian, uh, you, you were on Team um, USA versus the World with him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you have any insight into him? Oh, man. Well, the way I look at him is he's so strong mentally. There's not very many people that are stronger than Joe mentally. And I think it's very obvious that's why he consistently gets to the third stage. The only thing preventing him from doing the third stage, it looks like, is he just didn't have the endurance maybe. But Joe's got everything else. And it's only a matter of time before, you know, I could foresee Joe being the top dog for a long time as soon as he gets any endurance. Yeah, I think his mental ability is really good. And honestly, he could probably do some like mental training as a job with other people because he is like really sturdy in his mind and like he always seems calm and can pull it out. No, I, I actually I did call up Joe and I talked to Joe a little bit um, for season um, seven because I really respect his um, ability to just focus and do things. And um, I got some good tips from him. So so you were looking for advice? Oh, yeah. I mean, all of us top guys, if you want to be the best, you go to the guys that are the best at, at whatever it is on, that they're, they specialize in. And Joe specializes, I think, in mental training. And, man, wait, if you guys didn't see him on Team Ninja Warrior, he's also he's fast. Did you guys did you guys love that run that he did against um uh, modern Tarzan? That wow. was crazy. That run was pretty Yeah, that amazing. was insane. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's got skills on the course and off the course. During uh last season and stage three, he actually got us what he calls chalk chunks, which <laughs> makes me laugh as a climber, but he got us chalk chunks between each obstacle. So it it was awesome to see him do really well on the show, but then also be able to influence you know, getting us chalk on the course. A little advocate, huh? Pushing for some chalk chunks. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep saying it. It's funny. Well, let's hear uh, what Joe has to say. You guys want to hear? Definitely. So All right. Excited. Let's do it. Yeah, here's the interview. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Noah. Thanks for having me. Man, it's amazing. Dude, I'll tell you, you're one of the guys who make us train a lot harder. <laughs> oh, that's flattering. <laughs> Yeah, well, you really seem to be able to keep your head together out there. It really seems to be one of your strengths is your confidence on the course. You just know you can do this stuff. Why don't you take our fans and take everybody through what it's actually like? What are you feeling? What do you see when you step up to the starting line? And take us through a course through your eyes. You know, it's really funny. The first time I was ever on the course in Baltimore back in 2013, I believe it was, I, I 
totally, you know, had the nerves take over. They told me to go. I, I took off on the first obstacle. It was the, uh, I think it was the first time the quintuple steps showed up. I, I think maybe there were four at the time. I'm not sure. But either way, I remember getting through the, the steps with, you know, I, I went in with a strategy, of course. And by the way, if those listening do want to compete on the show, uh, some advice is always have a strategy, of course. But the funny thing is, I got through the steps and I was up, I ran up this ramp over to the next obstacle and I was like, wait a second, I just did that completely different than what I wanted to do. <laughs> you totally. Yeah, because I didn't want to take a risk that I didn't have to take. And so my plan was to take three steps on each step and take it easy and get to the next obstacle. And well, guess what? My instincts just took over. I one-stepped these steps and it, it freaked me out in the moment because I was like, oh my gosh, I had a plan and it didn't even, I didn't even do anything. But this was the cool part. I changed that thought process to instead of being scared, I thought, hey, my body just naturally got me through this. And that's when I realized this is no more than jumping from rock to rock in a river. And that's something I've actually enjoyed doing as a kid. And I did it all the time growing up is I would go down to the river. I <laughs> try to stay out of the water. It's so funny. It's it's mimicking American Ninja Warrior, except you don't have millions of people watching. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I've trained for this for many years unknowingly. And that's kind of what it is. I let my body take over and I, I just tell myself when I'm on the course, Joe, do what you do. Just your body's going to do it. Don't overthink it. And just stay out of the water. It's as simple as that. Stay out of the darn water. Well, you have great and amazing belief in yourself. And I think for all the kids out there, they're going to be running to the local streams and rivers and, and jumping across rock. By the way, a little disclaimer there, kids. Make sure the stream or river is ankle to knee deep. You don't want to get in any big rivers and get swept away. That would not be good, and especially not on my watch. Right, right, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about what do you do for diet and exercise? I mean, you're one of the highest level athletes, you know, your Team USA. I mean, you're one of the best. Walk us through your thoughts on diet and exercise. Well, I think it's important to, you know, no matter what you choose to do, to make sure you're happy. Because I've noticed, I, I see a lot of people really focus on trying to lose weight or to get so cut just to be the best looking person. And you know, if that's what they want to do, then who am I to say not to do that? But for me personally, I think that eating what I want and being happy about it makes my attitude change. So for example, I remember you know dieting for season six, I think it was. And I did yeah. go with the furthest test that year. And that, was, that was actually my best performance thus far, season six. But I don't think it has to do with dieting per se. But uh, the point is here that I dieted and I hated it. And I got to the course and I just didn't feel right. Right. You know what I mean? Because I had tried to cut back so much. And so, yeah, you want to you wanna be conscious of what you're eating. You don't want to go fast food all the time. I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. Who doesn't, who doesn't like that fast food greasy stuff sometimes? But, you know, I do not get it all the time. I'll get it once a month at most. What about exercise? Take us through your training. How much do you exercise? I generally will work out twice a week rock climbing, maybe Wednesday and yeah. once on the weekend. And then I'm part of a gym, LA Fitness. And I've been a member of many different gyms, but I prefer LA Fitness over most because they have a pool, they have a basketball court. Basketball is something I love to train. I think it, it's helped me tremendously when it comes to American Ninja Warrior. And that's why I'm a part of LA Fitness is because, you know, that basketball court, when I'm out on American Ninja Warrior, it resembles basketball in so many ways, especially for me, because I was a point guard growing up in control of the team, holding the basketball, running the plays. You know, I'm used to being in that high pressure situation. But aside from that, basketball and American Ninja Warrior, they both share that you need to be adaptable. You have to be able to adapt to things quickly and you have to be able to think on your toes 
within a second or less, you know? And so American Ninja Warrior and basketball, they are so much alike. I think almost more than any other sport other than rock climbing. Um, obviously, yeah. parkour is in there as well. You're running and jumping and vaulting over things. But, but you know, basketball, you if you can run the court, you're going to know how to move your body like you would in parkour. You know, I'm not – I can't say I'm naturally amazing in parkour. I think I was, sure, sure. you know, trained for parkour throughout my entire life growing up and just – with all these sports. And by the time I, I took parkour on, I was already athletically there. I just had to fine tune some things. So, you know, I, I think basketball is a huge training asset of mine that I've been uh, using. And I, I do, I try to play some basketball more often than not. Um, but right now, you know, off season, it's tough to say, I don't really have a, a set schedule, especially with this injury. But you know, if I was healthy, I'd say maybe four times a week, three, four times a week during the off season, and maybe four to five before we compete. And basketball is, it's fun. I mean, you're playing a game, so you're not even thinking I'm working out. It's like, I got to get the ball, I got to get a basket, and you're running, there's agility. Uh, climbing's the same way. I mean, it's it's just plain fun. So I think that's also an interesting takeaway here for kids or people who want to train is, you know, maybe don't just stand in front of the, the mirror doing weights and running on the treadmill maybe do something that's fun that motivates you and would you agree with that definitely and i think even for those people that like to run you know take it take to the next step instead of being on a treadmill you go outside i ran cross country for a year in high school and it was a huge change between running inside and running outside you get to run through the woods you're racing against people you're jumping over rocks it was the coolest thing i can remember one race specifically one of my first races in high school I didn't realize that cross country actually goes off road sometimes. I really thought it was like more road and grass and everything. Yeah. There was a course that we ran off the road down this path and all of a sudden we're in the middle of the woods. Oh, there was cool. no path. There's people. It felt like we're in a war zone, like people just running through the trees, like at their own will. There was no pathway. Everyone for themselves. And it was actually really cool. I had a huge adrenaline rush when it happened. Um, and I saw one guy running next to me. We're like, kind of smiling. He goes down all of a sudden, just trips on a rock. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, this is nuts. Like, this is, this is fun. It was almost cutthroat. Like everyone's like, I don't know. It just felt like a pack of animals running through the woods, a wolf pack maybe. Yeah. That's like Team Ninja Warrior. That's right. Oh my goodness. So Team Ninja Warrior is another, another beast we could talk about. It's amazing. What were your thoughts about it? Oh, one of the coolest things ever. It, it was a huge spin on the show. And to see, this was my, my most favorite part to see the wolf pack you know guys that are climbers that typically are more comfortable just taking their time using that amazing strength and endurance to their advantage now i get to see guys like brian arnold actually sprint through a course i don't know what these guys have i didn't know what you had noah you know i don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. i've never seen it i've never seen it i never needed to right uh, but until now you know it's it was so cool to see those guys the ones that nobody knows what they have go fast it brought out the best in a lot of people. It, it, we, you know, we just watched your race again last night, where you just were patient and you got to the warp one. You saw, you saw him failing, you know, a, a couple times, and you just took your time and and then you you attacked and you just sent, and it was yeah. it was so cool. That that race was amazing, and both of you guys, uh, you and Nicholas are unbelievable athletes and so some of the head some of the matchups and the head-to-heads were just unbelievable we were cheering and rooting I'm sure you felt the same way like oh my god he's going against him now or she's going against her yeah I was just actually doing an interview a few days ago and I was just telling somebody that it is probably the only competition that I've stood up the entire time 
Yeah. <laughs> I I couldn't sit down. It was so intense that every other matchup, it was, I was like, matchup, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Next matchup, what the heck, I have no idea what's going to happen. Next matchup, two, these two girls are going at it. Oh my gosh, I couldn't sit down. It was so awesome. And so I, I, re- I know that that's going to be shown on TV. I know people are going to get that feeling, and it's just going to be one of the coolest things. It'll be back for many years to come, I'm sure of it. Yeah, it may make it to the uh, the bigger channel. It might NBC might snatch it up. I think there's, I think it was palpable, the excitement. Yeah, definitely. So, Joe, Jeff Britton is a, a friend of yours. You train with him. We've noticed that both Isaac and Jeff on their page have themselves listed as the first American Ninja Warrior. There's obviously a lot of different viewpoints out there. What's your take on the whole thing? What do you think about it? Wow. I think it really depends on what you define as an American Ninja Warrior. Do you define the American Ninja Warrior as the winner of the show or do you define an American Ninja Warrior as somebody who beats the entire course without, you know, without the time, for example, on stage four, without the time running out? So let's say it was all three of us. Say I got there too with Jeff and Isaac and let's say we all climbed up the tower in the allotted time. In one sense of the definition of an American Ninja Warrior, I think that all three of us would win because we all climbed it up in time. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to the money and when it comes to the first American Ninja Warrior of the show, then yeah, okay, now we can start looking at who climbed faster. But for Jeff and Isaac, I I do think, in my opinion, Jeff was the first American Ninja Warrior. He Not only did he climb the tower within the allotted time, he didn't even fall in regionals or, or any of the other courses. I think Isaac actually didn't beat his finals course, if I have my memory uh, correct there. You know, that's not a huge deal. He still earned his spot into Vegas. It wasn't like he got a wild card. You know, I think that's even more of a reason why Jeff deserves a little more credit. Jeff didn't miss a buzzer this year. That's insane. You know, Isaac only hit five. So, yeah, you know, Jeff is the only person that's ever hit six buzzers. Even, you know, Isaac's hit five. And but Isaac's the winner. There's so much controversy. It's it's exciting, but it's terrible, you know, because nobody knows what's going on. And Akbar said it at the end of the show. Jeff was the first American Ninja Warrior. And the only reason Akbar would have said that is because, well, I guess to define an American Ninja Warrior, you have to climb the tower in the allotted time. That's what that comes off to me as. You know, if if Akbar says that, obviously that definition of an American Ninja Warrior must mean climbing the tower in the allotted time. So I think Jeff is the first American Ninja Warrior. I think Isaac is the second American Ninja Warrior. But then looking at the other sense of the word, I think Isaac is the only winner of American Ninja Warrior that we've ever had. So yeah. a winner of the show because he climbed it fastest. And obviously in the rules, it was clearly stated, whoever gets up at fastest wins the show, wins the money, the grand prize, and goes – you know, down in history is the first winner of American Ninja Warrior, the TV show. But I, I do think we have two American Ninja Warriors. And actually, and actually doing my submission video this year was really funny. I was going to say I'm going to be the second American Ninja Warrior. And then I was like, you know what? I don't even want to have to say that. I don't know what that means. Nobody's going to, you know, that's a whole other issue right there. Because it's am so I, confusing now. Am I the second <laughs> or will I be the third? You know, who? so I just said I'm going to be the next American Ninja Warrior. I'm not. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. Well, it's crazy. You know, Jeff walked away from the show with nothing, empty-handed. What do you think about that? Yeah, physically, he walked away with nothing, and it is a shame. But he knew, like I said, he knew what he was getting into. We all knew. We all signed the same rules. You know, we understood what was going to happen in case this ever did go down. But, yeah, physically, he walked away with nothing. But, honestly, I 
I think he walked away with the first winner of American Ninja Warrior. Well, the first person to climb a Doriyama in the time. And so he is the first American Ninja Warrior. He's the first guy that got up the tower. And I, that's what I think. That's what I think. And I know other ninjas do not agree. I, I know it. It's so funny because I could see both sides of it. So I don't know. Maybe NBC will shed some light. I don't know. So, Joe, real quick, if people want to follow you and see what you're doing, you know, you, you have so much cool stuff going on. What are your Twitter and Instagram handles? Instagram and Twitter, I am at Ninja Weatherman and Facebook. You just find me, Joe Morofsky. And all my all the info you can find on my website at theweatherwarrior.org. So, Joe, you are also known for your singing ability. Most people don't know that. <laughs> now, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You want to sing us just a little verse of something? You want to just what? give us a little, a little taste? Oh, my gosh. Come on. I, I, I can. Yeah, sure. I just I don't even know what to sing right now. I'm like looking for my phone. Hey, let me look at my phone here. I'll just do a little clip here. This is This Ruined Puzzle by Dashboard Confessional. This ruined puzzle is beige with the pieces all face down. So the placing goes slowly, the pictures of anything other than it's meant to be. But the hours they creep, the patterns repeat. Don't be concerned, you know I'll be fine on my own. I never said don't go. <laughs> yeah dude that was awesome i'm gonna hit you the next time i see you dude you are talented <laughs> oh, thank you joe you are a talented guy that is amazing that is beautiful well joe it's been great having you you're amazing you're always welcome back on the show you're one of our heroes and one of the guys who really pushes us to train harder and it's great to have you out there it's great to be with you and hang with you and play with you out on the course and i can't wait to see you again this next year i can say the same thing about you guys man it's an honor to train with you and to know you guys and, to, and all the above you guys are great now that was an interesting interview from one of the a w greats joe moravsky Brian, what did you think about it? Wow, that was some great insight from Joe. You know, I really love the point that Joe made about the body taking over and you just like reacting to every obstacle as it comes. Because I've had that experience and I really identified with that. I also really like what he said about trusting your body because people get worried when it comes to competition, but they forget about all of the time they've spent preparing for it. So you really just need to let your body do what it knows how to do. And he was just like, do what you do. Like, I really liked that line of his. Yeah, I agree. And his point with Jeff and Isaac, I thought was pretty interesting. It's definitely controversial right now. I, I like the idea of there's a winner, but there's also a grand champion. So Jeff should have a title, but Isaac is definitely the winner of the show. So they definitely deserve they both deserve a lot of credit. I mean, what they did was absolutely amazing. And it's interesting to get all these different ninjas' viewpoints on this controversy. It, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but it's very interesting what I'm Joe so, had to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over it, man. They're both, they're both amazing athletes, but I just want to move on from that. Absolutely. You know, one thing that he had to say that was pretty cool is he, he's all about being happy with his exercise, with his diet. He wants to do things that are fun. He wants to do, you know, he wants to focus on basketball and he, he wants to make sure his diet is something that keeps him fulfilled. He eats healthy, but he doesn't stress too much on it. I really like that philosophy as well. I feel like that's kind of how I live my life. And it's nice to hear that another 
very talented athlete feels the same way because I think sometimes people get a little too strict with their diets and end up being very angry and happy people. <laughs> yeah, just enjoying what you're eating so that as it's assimilating in your body, it's, you know, it's everything that you need, it's the nutrition and focusing on can't have this, can't have that, is putting negative energy out there and it might bring your mood down, which makes you want to store. And... You know, it's actually interesting when you, if you try connecting like the mental aspect of it and like his philosophy of training because, you know, in the past I've, I've taken like a, a more like rigid, strict approach where I'm, I'm training really hard and I just put all this pressure on myself. And then in the end, maybe it, it just messes with me. Um, like I feel like in season six, it was a big problem for me instead of just being like, this is all for fun. You just put the pressure on yourself and it kind of makes sense when you think about how, how well he performs. Totally, Brian. And the other thing is like, if you want to summarize Joe, I think that he's just this strong mental athlete who's able to go out there, really believe in himself on a very deep level. And that's a difficult skill sometimes. You know, everybody gets nervous before you start running the course. And here is Joe. He comes in with a plan. He was nervous. And then, boom, he's mentally strong. I also really liked his comparison of basketball to the A&W course. Right. right. I never really thought about it that way, but like, He's totally right. Basketball players are extremely agile and they do just kind of have to roll with the punches the same way you do on the obstacles because, yes, you have a plan, but like we all know plans don't always turn out the way you want them to and you just kind of have to adapt to what's going on. Yeah, it goes to show there's no real strict training method for Ninja Warrior. There's so many skills that you can take away from so many different sports. Yeah. Um, and it's just about, uh, you know, finding what your weakness is and really honing in and, and working on that. And Ninja Warrior will test your weaknesses. It will find your weaknesses, it will test them. And if you're bad at something, if you're mentally weak, if you're just not strong enough, if your cardio is not good enough, American Ninja Warrior will find it. And Joe has all those tools. Maybe we all need to start doing some badminton or something. Badminton? Yeah. Badminton. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. You know, watch not... out. I'm really good at it. Are you? I promise. You know what, guys? Seventh grade. Nice. <laughs> Seventh grade champion? Oh, yeah. Nice, Megan. Gym <laughs> class. Sorry. You know, guys, I've actually, um, I actually had a talk with Joe, and he got me thinking about along the lines of, of this whole subject. So I was, I've been doing racquetball um, about twice a week now, and it's just, it's fun. Brian, I want to play you in racquetball. That would be a lot of fun. Let's do that. We should compete in racquetball with each other. <laughs> Let's have a tournament. Let's New training? Wolfpack, oh, training. Wolfpack uh, badminton tournament. I'll keep <laughs> score. <Interesting>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not getting in that box. I don't box. even know how to play. Okay, who wants to start us off with the tips today? I'll start us off. Okay, Wolfpup, let's go. Get rid of your excuses. If you don't have time to work out, you need to make time. You can always get up earlier or stay up later. After a good workout, I can get more done and think more clearly. I would do a workout every morning before my business calculus course at the University of Boulder, and on the final exam, I got a 100% without a curve. You should try it. Okay, this is for those of you who have been asking me about breaking through your plateaus. So when you're working out, you're bound to get to a point where you're progress is slow or you feel like you're not making any progress that's a sign that you need to switch things up the way I do it is I've always cycled through between endurance 
in strength training. So for about five weeks, I'll just concentrate on doing power. Nothing but power. Low reps, multiple sets, lots of rest. I'll get to a point where I feel like I'm not making a lot of progress. And then I switch it up to endurance. And I'll do lots of lots of reps. And I'll get a lot of lactic acid flowing. And it totally shocks your body. And it keeps it guessing. I have found that by doing that, I'm able to have less plateau time and I can progress faster, especially when I use this with bouldering or climbing. I'll concentrate on bouldering for about five weeks and just get my power up and then I'll switch and I'll go back to route climbing, doing longer sport climbing. For those of you guys who don't know what it is, it's just longer routes. And I find that that really helps my sport climbing out for having all that power from bouldering. And then I'll switch back to bouldering, which are the shorter climbs, and I'll have all this endurance. And a lot of times I can keep my power and endurance by switching back and forth, which makes me a better climber in general. You guys should experiment around doing this with whatever aspect that you're trying to improve on and get on our social media and let us know how it works. And if you guys have any more questions, submit them and I'll see if I can get you an answer. If it's a day where you're going to be in the sun a lot, bring a hat. Hats are a great way to protect yourself from the sun. Plus, they look really cute. Today I want to talk about cheat days. Cheat days are when you just give in and have some sugary treats or other unhealthy food. Nobody's perfect and even the best ninjas have some candy now and then, but it's rare. When we feel that urge, sometimes we indulge and we call it a cheat day and we forgive ourselves and move on. It's really important and healthy to forgive yourself when you're not perfect. We can't have expectations that are too unrealistic. Those lead to frustration and to failure when we give up. Remember that it's not going to always be easy and do your best as often as you can. Forgive yourself the rest of the time. So thanks for joining another episode of the Wolfpack Ninja podcast. It's been really fun hanging out with you and talking with Joe Moravsky today was a great interview. And we have some really exciting things coming just around the corner. We have Elliot Hall. We have Jason Robel, who is a cooking show host on the Cooking Channel. He's a vegan chef who's quite amazing at what he does. And he's going to be sharing his thoughts on performance nutrition. And we also have a bunch more ninjas, some of your all-time favorites. And we have Jeff Britton. He's coming up around the corner. We have Travis Brewer. We have Nicholas Coolridge. We've got Casey Catanzaro. So we've got some really big names. We've got some fun stuff. And we're going to start branching out into professional climbers a little bit more and some secret celebrity guests. And you guys are going to love who we're talking to. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.